Hello, this is JJ Holly. I'm the President and CEO of the Woodlands Area Chamber of Commerce, and welcome to another episode of Between the Trees. I'd like to thank our production sponsor, Woodlands Online, for their assistance in helping us put on this uh, event every week. And uh, today I have the pleasure of welcoming my LMC 2009 classmate, uh, hashtag best class ever, Ms. Jennifer Landers with uh, the Community Assistance Center. So thank you for coming today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's a good day to be out. It out is. About. Uh, we are keeping our six feet of distance so that we're, uh, we're practicing safety and keeping ourselves uh, as free from uh, risk for COVID as much as we possibly as, can. Yep. Uh, well, tell me a little bit about yourself. Something I don't already know. Something you don't already know. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, I'm LMC alumni from class of 2019. Yes. I uh, am a native Texan. I grew up, I say, just down the road a bit in the Champions area. So uh -huh. um, graduated from Texas A&M University and um, actually just started back on my master's there uh, at oh, the Bush wow. School before I knew COVID-19. A lot of Aggies just, did you hear all the whoops when you said Yes, I yeah. know it's happening. I can feel it internally. Um, so I'm getting my master's in, or my executive master's in public service, uh, oh. focused on nonprofit management. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm excited. I think I might have lost my mind a little bit just because of everything else that started going on. But yeah. um, it's been very challenging for me. And then I've been the executive director at Community Assistance Center for three years now. So how did you wind up at the Community Assistance Center? Um, I say I kind of fell backwards into it a little bit, okay. but um, I think just having worked previously for Montgomery County Youth Services, Yes to Youth, mm -hmm. uh, my previous role on the Woodlands Area Chamber of Commerce Board and just mm -hmm. being connected in the area, um, several folks had known my, I guess, reputation, kind of my work within the field of nonprofit, and they mm -hmm. came to me um, kind of asking about if I'd be interested in a leadership role, joining the organization, helping in certain wow. areas. So uh, I came back actually from being off for five years with my kiddos uh -huh. um, and jumped right back in in June of 2017, which was two months before Hurricane Harvey hit. So I say I was baptized truly by fire hose and water, you oh, know, because true. it was... Um, it was definitely a learning experience. We really jumped in quickly, and mm -hmm. I didn't have time to kind of stop and take a beat and, mm -hmm. you know, figure out what was next. So Probably some good and bad to that. I mean, you, know, you definitely it was, learned a lot quickly. I agree. I learned so much quickly. I was able to meet and engage with partners probably quicker than I would have if I took kind mm -hmm. of my time. Um, and we were kind of thrust into the forefront because we had always been a county um, Stapler, a county hub, you know, we shared that role with Interfaith of the mm -hmm. Woodlands um, and at the time United Way, Montgomery County, now United Way, Greater Houston. And yes. so we all partner with kind of taking our roles in mm -hmm. any type of disaster. So we jumped right in and, you know. Well, I remember that. I remember how well uh, the, the different groups, organizations work together. I think that's, you know, I think it's shifting a little mm -hmm. bit everywhere, but mm -hmm. Montgomery County is really good about it now. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's just all of the people in the leadership roles, that's really their um, desire or, mm -hmm. and it just has a lot to do with what's going on now. I mean, none of us can do it by ourselves. That's right. And so we need each other for a long time. It was 
duplication of services and that was kind of a negative word and people were like, mm -hmm. don't you do the same thing so-and-so does? Why do we need both of you? Mm -hmm. Well, truth is, I mean, Montgomery County is growing so quickly. Conroe, right down the road, fastest growing city in the U.S. for the third year in a row. That's so, right. That's right. I mean, how do we keep up with what's happening there yeah. when... There's more need a, than there are Right. A lot of us aren't meeting help. all of the needs now. We're, we don't yeah. have all of the income, you mm -hmm. know, to meet the needs now. And especially with what's happening in yeah. this time period, the needs have been exacerbated. And so... So what does CAC do? So CAC is a social services organization. So mm -hmm. we help, our main focus is basic needs. So it's ensuring that individuals and families in a financial crisis um, don't lose their home. We don't start to have mm -hmm. another homeless issue. So we help with rental and mortgage assistance. We help with utility assistance. And we help with food through our client choice food pantry. So they get to go in and shop versus give them a prepackaged, you know, mm -hmm. um, set of groceries. That's changed a little bit during COVID-19 just for, um, we've taken away a lot of our high touch stuff and it's really more prepackaged. How do we get it out the door and get it to folks without um, a lot of connection? Mm -hmm. um, we're really limiting it. But we also do um, a lot of community I say collaboration. We bring folks to our location mm -hmm. that are other partners or that may be providing other services. So we're a one-stop shop for our clients. They're not going to us to get assistance than having to go five other places just to yeah. get what they need done in a day. We also have um, the only um, ID restoration service in our county. So that's for individuals that may have lost their identification or they've been in prison and are jail mm -hmm. and it's gone, fleeing domestic violence and left everything and don't have proof of who they are. Mm -hmm. So that allows us to help them get shelter. Mm -hmm. Folks can't get shelter, a job, and they can even be jailed or penalized for not being able to prove who they are. So it's a mm -hmm. giant barrier to success or getting to next steps. Mm -hmm. We have a permanent supportive housing program. So we help individuals and families that would otherwise be on the streets. They're chronically homeless and disabled. Mm -hmm. um, and then yeah. we have our hand up initiative, which is our, what we say, it goes beyond the band-aid. So once we get that basic need fixed mm -hmm. and we can help someone start thinking about what can get them up and out of either generational poverty or that circle of just every day is chaos or they're going from paycheck to paycheck or, you know, every time at this time of year, they're worried about losing their home or their lights mm -hmm. being turned off or, you know, that kind of thing. So it's a, I say it's a really intensive case management program where um, our case manager, Lupita, will walk along with them, set goals. And they have to, they have a lot of stake in the game because if they're not keeping up, you know, it's kind of like three strikes you're out because wow. we have other people that want to get in there and they yep. want to be productive and they want that mm -hmm. help and that guidance because no one's given it to them before. Mm -hmm. And so it really does. We say it's working to change kind of that generational poverty mentality and also that we don't know what else to do. We've always lived this way kind of That's mindset. Right. Some people just feel trapped and they need to they do. kind of be shown a new door. Yeah, exactly. So how many employees do you have at CSE? We, I always tell people we're small but mighty. Um, uh -huh. We've been growing, actually. So now we're at 19 employees, wow. and we cover the entire county. Mm -hmm. So actually, we're starting next week. Fingers crossed if all goes well. Um, thanks to Commissioner Metz and Precinct 4, we will have an office out there starting to serve folks right where they are. Um, mm -hmm. Several years ago, we had offices throughout the county, and then 
just I think due to financial constraints, it was all kind of pulled back in. But mm -hmm. when you're dealing with folks that are financially in crisis, adding an extra trip and from any point of our county, it could be an hour, it's even though we're central. Sometimes. Yes. And so if we can serve folks where they are and meet them mm -hmm. there, especially in a time of crisis, then we're just eliminating another barrier that mm -hmm. they would have. So that's really what we're focused on doing. So right where, now. where are your services uh, located now? Is it is it all in Conroe? It's or? all in Conroe typically. Um, okay. We have kind of gone out to other areas during this time. Uh, we've done a lot of food distributions throughout the whole county. Mm -hmm. um, but we're, our office is at 1022 McCall in Conroe. And we've mm -hmm. been there since 1998. So, and if someone is, is interested in supporting CAC or volunteering, mm -hmm. how would they how would they reach you? So the best way is to go onto our website, which is www.cac-mctx.org. It's easy to remember. It's very easy, but uh, there, the good news is Justin uh, we'll takes really good hands and he puts that sure. information. Sure, I mean right I in could there. do like something <laughs> like that. No, a Vano move, but um. There is a whole list. One, we have a wish list on there of things and items that we need for maybe someone to do um, donation drives or collections. But we mm -hmm. also have all of our volunteer opportunities listed. And there's a sign up genius right there where you can see times and locations oh, and things easy. like that. So it makes it um, easy to really find what works for you in your time period. We have lots of opportunities right now. We're still in the middle of our summer stock, which is our kids' food pantry for kids that were on free and reduced lunch during school. Mm -hmm. um, we started which it. Which is a whole other issue. Which is a whole other being, issue right now. We're yeah. trying to figure out how do we, you know, continue to partner with everyone to make sure that they're getting fed. I know the school districts are doing an amazing job mm -hmm. to focus on that too. But again, it takes everybody because no one has the ability to do everything through that time, this time period, we don't have an end in sight. So mm -hmm. um, we also have senior grocery delivery. So you can take groceries to folks that are really at risk. And we noticed there was a big gap in people that were um, typically coming to get their groceries, or we may help them through Entergy Power to Care, which helps keep their lights on. Mm -hmm. um, and they weren't coming in to get services. And we were kind of concerned as to what was happening. But a lot of them are at risk and a lot of them were scared to even leave their homes. So they yeah. weren't getting what they needed. So how did we um, meet the needs? And actually one of our staff members was, it started with, well, we could do something like HEB and have set hours where they can just specifically come in, but some of them don't even have transportation. Mm -hmm. And so what, how do we solve that problem? And so we had some church partners and some other great volunteers that we came up with a new program um, for us, other people are doing it, but it wasn't something we had been doing previously. So we're delivering groceries to them um, with no contact, but they'll wave from the door, have a little conversation as well. So there is some, uh, there, it's a check-in. It's check-in check in as too. well, too, just because yeah. a lot of these folks, they don't have anyone else. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you know, they wouldn't be in the place they are where they're needing it, but they don't have family nearby or they're not connected in any capacity. So, mm -hmm. and a lot of the churches have done a great job at even just grabbing seniors in their um, area and, and sending letters or just checking in on them because some of our clients have told us their stories about that. Mm. So it's heartwarming to see everyone mm -hmm. coming together. And you've touched on it some, but how has, uh, how has COVID-19 affected your organization, the services you provide, uh, your, your, uh, the people you're trying to help? How, what's, what's going on with that? Well, I'd say, um, you know, 
I think we were like everybody else. We started this year. We're like, awesome. 2020 is going to be the year. Like, mm -hmm. this is great. We had all these plans and, you know, best laid plans. But that's right. We have seen the what needs. could go wrong. What could go wrong? Don't ask that question ever. <laughs> um, but we have seen the needs really, I would say, change and shift a little bit, but also just grow. It's similar to what we saw um, with Harvey, but I would say almost on steroids, just because we've seen such an increase, and most of them are people who've never needed assistance Well, and that's the deal before. about a hurricane, is you're looking at uh, a few days of a storm, and then you have the cleanup, yes. and if your home is affected, but it's generally localized. This is a worldwide pandemic that's going on for months and months and mm -hmm. months. And with Harvey, too, you know, the beautiful thing about where we are, and and I say, true Texans and who they are and what they do is everyone came out in force. I mean, mm -hmm. those who weren't affected came out. People were everywhere trying to volunteer, but we are in a completely different place now. Everyone had to scale back. We were mm -hmm. having to figure out how to survive without our volunteers. I mean, the organization- Because a lot of your volunteers are at risk as well. Either they... at risk or we couldn't have them due to numbers or limited, you know, limitations for yeah. occupancy or yeah. just for safety purposes, you yeah. know. Um, and so we had to, I say the word of 2020 is pivot, um, but we had to pivot like everybody else and mm -hmm. we had to immediately figure out what was our new normal. How can we continue to serve out our mission and help our clients? But you know, in the forefront of my mind the whole time is how do we keep our staff safe? My staff is so small. If one goes, we all start to go and then who's mm -hmm. gonna provide the services? Mm -hmm. So it was really about how can we continue to do what we're doing in the safest way possible? And we did not, I have the most fantastic staff and the most fantastic board. We did not miss a beat. I mean, we have had no days during this time and if anything, maybe three total that we were not serving in subcapacity. So we mm -hmm. were able to transition to virtual in most cases and our case manager, it's a lot more work for them and our mm -hmm. intake folks because it's harder when you don't have someone in front of you to get all the information you need and get it in a timely manner. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like they're working two and three times as hard right now just to get everything in, especially mm -hmm. if they don't have that person coming to meet them and saying, okay, here's everything I need and here's what needs to and, happen. And in the business world, we've pivoted yeah, to, sure. uh, to going to Zoom calls. Uh -huh. But a lot of your population that you're serving may not have computers, mm -hmm. iPads, internet access, things like that. So, and, and then reaching out to them is gonna be really difficult. Even having a phone line costs sure. money every, every month. And you know, for some of our clients, it, and I used to think it was just maybe some of our older clients, but it's not. It runs the gamut from what we've been hearing, but they're having to talk to, okay, can you take your phone to your neighbor or downstairs and see if they can help you take photos of your documents and send them in? And, um, you know, with a lot of the state and federal funds, we've been able, I'm so grateful for the county's assistance and Dr. Ducharme because they've captured a lot of money um, mm -hmm. that we've been able to utilize through several of our organizations. I mean, we have upwards of $6 million plus working right now just to serve mm -hmm. clients um, through all the organizations, and that's amazing. But we've it takes a lot of documentation to prove, you know, someone's there and that they really do have a burden, and, mm -hmm. and that's 
you know, sometimes harder for them because it's like I've never had to spend so much time proving that I couldn't afford to pay my own stuff. That but, is tough. But it's just, it's what we have to do for our funders. And so we uh -huh. do it, but and our case managers really work to talk them through it. But it's a process. Wow. Totally is a process. But I'd say at our highest point, we had um, a 1,500% increase in April in just food distribution. Mm -hmm. And then our highest point for, um, I'd say it's 79% right now is where we're sitting for financial assistance. So I always tell people it's kind of interesting what we do because we're in the business of writing checks. I mean, I feel like that's all we're doing. We pay um, the vendors directly. We never give checks to our clients. So it goes straight to the mortgage broker or straight yeah. to the um, lender or the apartment complex or mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, just to ensure that it's going to exactly what it's supposed to be going towards. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for being here today. Is there anything else we haven't covered that we should? Um, I just, while I'm here, I want to say thank you to all of our volunteers and to my incredible staff and my board, because without them, we couldn't be doing everything, yeah. you know, that we're doing right now and meeting the needs. And, you know, we have... A re I would get in trouble if I don't say it. we have a resale shop, resale shop, <laughs> that's hard to say, on our property, um, which we use twofold to serve clients through vouchers, but also um, as an income stream for us. Mm -hmm. And we had to close that for part of the time. So we took a, a hit for a little while, but now we're back open, mm -hmm. limited, um, but we're open and we're serving folks again. And then can also, people donate? To they the can room? donate okay. and we'll pick up. So oh, if they great. go to our website, they can see all the information about scheduling a pickup. Okay. And we'll come and get stuff and we'll get what it out of, of your What kind of here. stuff do you need? We, honestly, Just I anything? tell people we take anything except for used mattresses and pillows. <laughs> so anything else, we'll pretty much take Darn, it. I've got like 14 used mattresses. I'm sorry. Right we can find somebody else that will do that for you. But we take everything because if we can't sell it or voucher it, yeah. we have a great recycle program where we get paid even on the stuff that may have otherwise gone in the trash. So it's really... Wow. Um, it's good because we use everything in some capacity. So, well, you're doing a phenomenal job, Thank and you. it's an impressive organization, and definitely serving a population that needs the the help that is often silent and unseen. And you're reaching out and taking care of them. So that's it's not hard to find uh, your purpose to get up in the morning, is it? No, it's really not. I'm <laughs> I feel very blessed, and I yeah. work with a lot of great folks, and we get mm. to serve every day. So it's. Wow. Awesome. Well, once more, how do they get a hold of you and, and how can people help the Community Assistance Center? So I would say go to our website, um, which is www.cac-mctx.org um, and check that out. We keep everything up to date. We also have a presence on Facebook. Uh, Courtney does a great job in keeping us um, out there so everybody can be seen. And we always need mm -hmm. volunteers or folks to help and um, donations are always, we're always grateful for those. Wow. So. Well, thank you very much for the time today. Thank you so much. And I thank you for the work it. that you all are doing. Thank you. That's amazing. Well, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Between the Trees. My name is JJ Holly, and I'm the Woodlands Area Chamber of Commerce President and CEO. And again, we'd like to thank our partners at Woodlands Online for their help in producing this show. Thank you very much and have a good day.